This is Life with Cat Walsh. Before pressing record on this episode, I had decided to look up the term spiritual awakening. I had this idea that I was going to essentially be like spiritual awakening, verb, and then tell you whatever the definition was. But to my surprise, there was actually no one real definition for spiritual awakening. Webster Dictionary doesn't even have spiritual awakening in it. And at first I thought, oh, that's weird. Like, it's it's such a common term. But then I thought about it more and I thought, no, that's perfect. Because the spiritual awakening can't be defined by one thing, right? The experience is so different for everyone. And yet, I'm also realizing there are some interesting common similarities that some people that I know who are also having their own experience are having. My name is Kat Walsh, and I am in the midst of my own very intense spiritual awakening right now. This whole journey for me has been raw and vulnerable and awe-inspiring and magnificent and everything in between. Even the creation of this episode, which has been so tied to so much of my growth, so much of what I believe is my dharma to use my voice, has been beautiful and challenging in every way. To be honest, you guys, this is the third or fourth time I'm trying to do just the opening of this episode. The judgment and the self-critic and feelings of unworthiness have been so real. And the thing is, back in the day, I mean, I've only been in this awakening process for the last two years. But back in the day, I would have just, I don't know, been hard on myself and not realized, oh, Kat, you are well in your shadow, my dear. You are in it and you have an opportunity here. You have an opportunity to transcend this. You have an opportunity to hold yourself and nurture yourself and know that, girl, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. You're doing it right now. I'm mentioning this because this podcast Life with Cat Walsh is so much about the realness of what this journey is like, what it's like to be human. You know, yes, it can be beautiful and wonderful, but sometimes it can be hard and difficult and scary. And I wanted to give a voice to, I guess, what this spiritual experience can be. You know, I think a lot of people have this idea that oh, you're, on a, you're having a spiritual awakening? That sounds really beautiful. And you're like, yeah, I mean, it can be. But for the most part, like, it's a lot. It's a lot because when you are showing up in the world differently than what most of society thinks is normal or sane for that matter, it's very hard to communicate with the rest of the world. For the past mm, just about two years, I have chosen to live my life differently. I have put all of my trust and all of my faith in a dream that I can create something out of basically thin air and ground it into this reality. And I don't just mean create something, I mean create something magnificent. And as I learn more and more about the fact that we are energetic beings, that we are mega manifestors, that we really can create the life of our dreams, I am on a mission to show up radically different. But so often on this journey, I have felt alone in my experience. And I thought to myself, Kat, if you are feeling alone on this experience, if you are feeling like you have no one to talk to about what it is that's happening to you, you cannot be alone. 
And so that is what the other part of life with Kat Walsh is going to be about, community. That's why I'm going to be setting up Zoom calls and maybe even in-person meetups at some point so that we can connect with soul family, so that we can meet meet other like-minded individuals who are also having a similar experience, who are choosing to step into this world to live it differently. So if that sounds interesting to you, then I will encourage you to continue to listen to this next part of the podcast. This next iteration is really going to be me explaining what this wild journey has been like for me so far. And boy, it has been wild. But there's no other time I can think, because I've already recorded six or seven episodes, that I really talk about who am I, why I'm here, and hopefully why this story is relevant to you. I have already tried to record like two or three openings of this. I think I might have mentioned that. So I'm going to basically be passing it off now to Cat 2.0 to actually take you through the journey so far. And then once you go through this episode, then everything else will be episodic after this, where we'll just talk about different topics and whatnot. So with that, I pass it over to Cat 2.0. Now, where to begin? All right. As I mentioned before, I just turned 36 on March 8th. I'm a Pisces, double Aquarius, uh, rising and moon for those who care. <laughs> I'm from the Valley in Los Angeles. I had a full ride to Villanova for softball, and it was great, except I was going through so much physical pain at that time. I ended up getting a full hip replacement at 22, and I'm going to talk about what that healing journey has been like for me, because that's an, that's an ongoing journey on like another episode, but it's a little placeholder on that. So my first job out of college, I ended up landing a job at CAA as an agent trainee. And for those of you that are not familiar with CAA, it's Creative Artist Agency, and it's a talent agency for one of like the, the biggest stars in the world. And I had, in my mind, thought that this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a talent agent. And long story short, I have never experienced fear like I did while I was at CAA. I, the anxiety that I was kept in every day, the fear of being yelled at, the fear of just, just people yelling around me, just the mania of that environment was so alarming to the soul. And yet, like, I didn't know the difference. It was like my first, you know, real job out in, in the world. So I had no frame of reference of like, is this not how we feel? Do we not feel like fight or flight every moment of every second of our life? Is that not what's normal here? I did not know. And after three years, I was paired in my third year with one of the most difficult bosses I have ever had in my life. It was the first time that I thought I was really like losing a grip. The chaos of that experience was so all-consuming for my soul. My everything about me was begging me to leave that place, begging me to leave. And I didn't listen. I did not listen. There was, you know, when people talk about flow, like, oh, like there's flow in your life. That's how you know you're on the right track. Zero flow. I didn't even know what flow was. I had no concept of flow. Everything was hard. Everything was a battle. Everything was scary. You know? 
And so because I shut out the intuitive voice within myself at that time, with, by the way, and before I get into this, by numbing myself, alcohol, cocaine, anything I can do to not feel my heart, to not feel what was really being asked of me to do. And what the soul does when you are in the wrong place is it starts to act out. And you guys, I ended up having a, oh my God, my boss and I ended up like, we would get into screaming matches in his office. This is a job. I was an agent trainee by this point, by the way. This was supposed to be my dream job. And yet I was fucking losing my mind because of just the chaotic environment I was in. And so one day I was fired. And I remember that experience. You would think after an experience like that, that there would be some sense of relief. But for me, there was no relief. I, I like couldn't believe the words that I was hearing. Like I remember like if you've ever been so shocked that like it sounds like you're in a tunnel, like you can barely hear, that's what it felt like. And so that was around 26. I was 26 at that time. And that was the second time my dreams were dashed. And at this point, I was like, I have no idea what to do with my life. I had put myself through so much cognitive dissonance that I'm like, this is what I want to do. I want to be an agent. Meanwhile, there was nothing I liked about the job except saying what I did straight up. Like, I just liked the way that people talked to me because I had a cool job. Other than that, it was really hard for me. But it's wild the way that the ego uh, want, thinks, it, thinks it knows what it wants. And so now I'm being faced at 26 with no direction. I know that I don't want to be in the entertainment business again. I had basically vowed to not be in it again. I was like, I had such a bad taste in my mouth and I actually almost landed a job. I was like, okay, let me go back into advertising, I guess, maybe. Again, not from a place of passion anymore. At this point, there's no passion. I'm not passionate about anything. Now I'm just like, I mean, what can I get a job at? You know, what's my background? What can I do? The, the, the sparkle, the magic in life had been so, it was embers. You know, the fire never goes out as we know, but it was embers. Somehow the universe had other plans and I was kind of like pulled back into show business, but at least it wasn't like really in it. I went into uh, uh, creative development and was working on projects, but the truth is like, I wasn't passionate about that. I was there for three years it was good. It was a good experience. But like, again, like there was no fire for me. There was no fire. Went into marketing, a couple other marketing jobs. And it was around, how old was I? 31. I had no direction for my life. And I was getting so down about it. You know, I, I kept saying like, is this it? Is this all this world has to offer? Is this, is this what we're doing? Like, is, if this is it, like, this is not good enough. This is not good enough. And so you can imagine, like, and this is before any kind of spirituality. So I'm, like, feeling at a loss. I'm, like, I don't know what to do. This is low right now. I'm just living. I'm just living. I'm living for the weekend right now. That's what I was saying. Just living for the weekend. Living for a good time on the weekend. Thankfully, one day I had, it was my friend's birthday, and I had met his medicine woman. And she was talking to me about ayahuasca. And it was in that experience that I knew that ayahuasca had found me. I was like, okay. I didn't know where else to go at this point. Like, 
it, it was almost like pulling out the big guns. I'm like, okay, I surrender. I need help out here. I don't know what to do with my life. I don't. And, and so I, I set the intention going into that ceremony that I was like, okay, please, please put me on the path. Put me on the path that I'm supposed to be on. And while I was actually going under, kind of like under the experience, right? Like as it was setting in, I was also thinking about love. All my life, I have felt like I was in love with someone. It gets me a little emotional talking about it. I'm sorry. I felt like I was in love with someone, but they had gone away on a trip somewhere and I could never find them again. Like it wasn't like an esoteric longing. It was as if I truly knew a person and I couldn't find them anymore. And I would deal with this through my 20s, my teens, my 20s. I would tell my mom, like, I miss them like I know them. I kept saying that I miss them like I know them. So that kind of came into my mind as I was going under ayahuasca, just thinking like, okay, maybe I'm going to meet like the love of my life or like I'll meet them kind of in this ether place. Or maybe I'm just a past life thing. I don't know. Uh, the experience for me was just like nothing tangible, right? Like I didn't, it wasn't like a direct visionary states. I was just feeling tons of emotions and, and laughing and moaning and, and just filled with all of these beautiful emotions. But like nothing, like I took like 2%, like I had no idea what that was. I was touching something magnificent, but like that's it. But it was in the next day that I was at the beach and I was writing in the sand and I wrote to myself, I love you. And if you had asked me before that, like, Kat, do you love yourself? I would have been like, yeah, of course, absolutely. But what I got to realize was all of the ways that I didn't love myself, all of the ways that I was hard on myself, like this episode you know, like me having a meltdown over it not being good enough. Realizing I do that to myself all the time. My poor inner child who needs a hug, who needed a hug. Now I at least have some awareness around it, but at that point I had none. And so I realized the part that I was missing, the love that I knew so well, it was me. It was me, you know? I had always been looking outside of myself for love. I had always been, you know, trying to get it. How do I get it? How do I get information? How do I get everything? Everything is outside of me. And that experience showed me that everything that I was looking for started with me. Simple. I know we hear it. We all hear it, right? Especially if you're listening to this, you're probably on the spiritual path. But it was the first experiential experience of it. And so what that did was it set me on a full-on love affair with myself. And I really showed up for myself that year. What that looked like, by the way, for me was going off of dating apps. By being on the, I have no problem, by the way, with dating apps, no problem. But at the time, I needed to start showing up for cat. I wasn't loving myself at all. So like how much good was I going to be 
I could only love someone else to the capacity that I could love myself. And I hadn't even really begun to understand what that meant. And so I went off and I began to seek and ask questions and contemplate. And I took a lot of bubble baths and I cried and asked why. Like I began to just ask myself, like, what do I, what do I need to be happy? How do I be happy in this world? What do I need to do? So now midway through, a friend of mine had invited uh, had invited me and five of his other friends to go see a show. We ended up eating magic mushrooms and MDMA for this experience, which, by the way, was only my like third time eating mushrooms. It was the most miraculous, awe-inspiring, important nights of my life. I remember when I would be watching the shows, there's a lot of like fractal patterns and things. I remember consciously thinking like, this is reprogramming me in some way. And what I didn't realize at the time, because I hadn't, you know, really gotten into like understanding psychedelics is that psychedelics quite literally create new neural pathways in the brain. So as I'm constantly in this, like the brain is now creating all these neural pathways, I'm now experiencing what emotions am I pairing that with? Joy, love, awe, friendship, community, right? I am training my brain now suddenly to be experiencing so much high vibration, such a high vibrational experience until one day I had a straight up miracle happen. I'm watching the show and I'm looking and I'm just kind of like dancing and I'm doing my thing. And all of a sudden I have this thought and I thought to myself, I can do anything that I want, anything. And it startled me at the time because I, first of all, was watching something. So I wasn't even thinking about myself, but because Kat a year before that would have never thought that. I always, I never had an entrepreneurial spirit, never. I always said I was a work to live person. I'm a work to live person, you know? And I really believed that story until this light bulb moment. By the way, at this point, I had begun to pick up my spiritual practice. So now I'm reading books and now I'm really beginning to understand the energetics of the soul. But again, not before a mystical awakening. So now I'm just like reading books around this kind of thing. I'm, I'm getting introduced to it all. Uh, suddenly I'm, I'm, limitations are coming down. My brain is completely thinking in no, new ways. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Don't know what to do with it. And so I remember one day I just prayed. I prayed and I said, one day when the opportunity for what it was that I was meant to be doing presented itself, that I would not only recognize it, but that I would have the courage to go for it. Well, that day came. It wasn't though for about another six months. It was July, 2020 now at this point, one year later. I had one of the best weekends of my life that I was coming off of and I felt so expansive. I had been doing Tantra. I was starting to do new moon ceremonies and full moon ceremonies. And boy, your girl was getting magnetic, y'all. She was feeling herself. And I set an intention for myself on July 6th, 2020. And I said to the universe, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for this opportunity. I'm ready 
for what it is that I'm meant to be doing. I'm ready to take that leap. One week later, I get a call from a comedian I hadn't spoken to in six years. Calls me out of the blue and was like, Kat, been a while. Look, like with the pandemic, I can't, tr- I can't do my shows. I can't tour. I got to do something. I want to start a podcast. You were always funny. We always had good banter. You want to give an episode a shot? All right. The immediate reaction I felt was actually like a complete 50-50 between sheer terror and excitement. Like shadow and light merge all at once. And it, all of the doubt was like, what? Uh, me? Who? The? You know, like all the stuff. <laughs> and also I realized I was like, I knew personally, I knew deep in my heart that I had actually always wanted to do a podcast. I had always wanted to. I remember listening to Aubrey Marcus and thinking like, I would love to do a podcast. You know, I, I've always, you know, people would always tell me like, you have great voice, Kat. Great voice, great voice for radio. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. But like, nobody knows who I am. And uh, like, what would I talk about? You know, <laughs> like, and so all the self-limiting doubt would come in and I would just like push that dream aside. But suddenly that dream was being presented to me. And it was not only being presented to me, but it was being presented to me in a really nice, shiny package called Comedian Who Had a Following. So I was like, okay, let me give this a shot. Well, I fell in love with it. In love with it. And and the craziest part is I didn't just like love it. I was good at it. It was like I had done it all my life. Like I just stepped into it first episode, some like co-hosting with someone like knew exactly what to do. It was bizarre. So I'm like, wow, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I found it. I found the dream. And the next day he calls me. He's like, Kat, I just watched the show. It's fucking fantastic. Do you want to do this together? I'll put money into it. I'll, you know, we'll I'll put marketing around us. I will make this you know, we'll make it work. I have my following, you know, like he had, I don't know, over like 150,000 people that followed him already. He's like, do you want to do this together? And I was like, oh my God, yes, yes. Well, how about this? Two hours after I said yes to him, I get a call from my supervisor at my job that I'm being let go because of COVID. Like six or seven of us were being let go because, you know, they... They honestly, they, they held on to us for as long as they could. And I don't blame them, you know, like we weren't making any money. And I was lucky enough to even be given a small severance. And so, of course, at first I'm like in shock. I was like, well, I just got laid off in the middle of uh, a pandemic and I'm not quite thinking, but I was like, but this thing just happened like two hours before I just said yes to being the host of a podcast. And so I call my parents and what started as like all of us being like, you know, kind of shocked and shocked and solemn turned into laughter and just all of us going like, okay, we all just intuitively knew like, all right, you know, like this is no accident. The journey begins with the podcast (laughs) with the, with the comedian and nothing goes to plan. Nothing. We, had creative differences. There was so many roadblocks, like 
every every bit of it wasn't working. There was no okay. Again, we want to talk about flow. The only flow was actually within the first episode that we created. After I said yes, right. After that, though, we recorded one more, and it was like it went well. But like again, like our working styles, everything was just like this wasn't working. And so I kept trying to like kick it down, you know, went on for like about a month or two. And through a few different series of events, I was like, this can't go on. Like, this isn't it, Kat. And by the grace of God, straight up, the grace of God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, somehow I got to the realization that maybe, just maybe, the only reason he ever came into my life was to introduce me to my dream. Maybe the only reason was simply that because there would have been no way, no way that I would have ever created a podcast, let alone two now, if it wasn't for him. If it wasn't for actually believing that I had backing, that I had a platform, that I had someone who people knew. I needed all of that to start to believe in myself and to not only believe in myself, but to see that I was good at it. And so I was like, okay, maybe I create my own podcast. You know, if it wasn't for mushrooms, if it wasn't for psychedelics, there is no way I would have ever even believed in myself that I could do something like this, that I could follow my dreams, that I could create a show out of nothing, out of oblivion, me, just little old me, like that I could actually do it. Not just create a podcast, but actually do it for a living to really make it. That takes a lot of, it takes a lot of inner strength, a lot of real resolve to be like, I got what it takes, you know? And by the way, let me tell you, <laughs> I was like on the floor crying today because I wasn't even sure how to do this episode. So like, <laughs> that's a, that's an, that's a journey in of itself of like being like, you got it, cat. You're great. And then me crying on the floor being like, am I good enough? Um, yeah. So to now start to bring it to more of a close, I started trip on this December 15th, 2020. And ever since I began that journey, miracles began. There have been so many times on this path past year and a half, you know, I haven't done anything else. Like, you know, like little side things that I'm trying to make some money and this and that, but really like miracles, a tax return I couldn't see coming, you know, like things like that. Like I'm like, whoa, whoa stuff where I'm like, oh my God. But at every moment, every moment, there were so many times I was in tears, crying. There's times I had $200 in my bank with $3,500 of bills, thinking, how am I going to go on? How am I going to do this? Like I'm putting radical trust and radical faith in the messages my team, my team of guidance would be saying, Kat, hold on. you got to believe that this is an abundant universe. you got to believe that you're going to have everything you need. But it's going to take radical trust and radical faith. It's going to take radical trust and radical faith. And boy, Surrendering to that has been the scariest times of my life. And somehow I would get through it. I would be looking and I would start to laugh. And I'm like, I have $200 in my bank. I have no idea how to pay my rent. I have no idea what I'm doing out here. I have no idea. 
I'm talking like guys, very extreme. It's been extreme. And I would pray. I'd pray to my team. I'd cry. I'd say, help. Help me. I'm, I want to believe. I want to trust. I know this looks crazy to the rest of the world. If they understood what the actual gravity, the reality of the situation is, they'd be like, girl, you're losing it. And yet my higher guidance was like, no, cat, stay strong. You're going to have everything that you need. And so I did. And you know what happens? Boom. A miracle happens. Boom. Another miracle happens. Miracles I could have never saw coming. And had I pulled the plug in fear at any moment, had I listened to the practical realities of the world, I would have taken myself out of my own dream. My dream that I could build community, that I could build a podcast. And the truth is, the ex- most exciting part is I don't know where I'm going. But I know that I should be keep using my voice. I know that this is what excites me. I know that this is what I feel that I'm being guided towards all the time. Is just say, God, just tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell people. Tell people you can believe in miracles. Tell people you can believe in magic. Tell them. Show them. Show them. Create a roadmap. Show them how messy it is and scary it can be. And that you're not doing it alone, folks. We're not doing it alone. We have each other. And we have a team of guidance that is working for us. When you ask for help, help arrives. Help arrives. And so, Life with Cat Walsh, this is the newest iteration of just following flow. I knew that I needed an outlet just to talk about living your life differently. When the world would say, like, that's crazy. There's nothing practical. That's not pragmatic. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm not living a pragmatic life. I'm living, I want to live an extraordinary life. My dad always said, the world out here thinks in dollars and cents. Cents as in S-E-N-S-E. The thing is, you have to dream crazy to do crazy things. And what I want to do would be crazy to most people. But I don't think so. I don't think so, guys. And what I'm going to do on this podcast is I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you if my luck runs out, if the miracles run out, I'm going to tell you. But I have this really strong sneaking suspicion that it's just going to keep going. That miracles are going to keep happening. You know, I'm getting into voiceover. I'm always asking, what can I be doing? What can I be doing to support this journey that I want to be doing? Not that I have to be doing. What can I do that I want to do that can keep supporting the dream while I build this? Whatever this is, I don't even know yet, you know? And so I've got these little things, you know, I've got my little meditations. I'm, I'm you know, we're trying to go into the whole voiceover world. I'm, I'm doing all that I can to create the life of my dreams so that we can all do that, you know? That's the point, is that it's not just about me. This is a life. This is just a life, but it is a universal concept that I'm trying to hopefully not just articulate, but show and walk the walk, you know? Not just talk the talk, but I'm walking it. So thanks for sticking around for this episode. 
it's going to be a journey. And I hope that, I hope that you're on it with me. I hope to know you. I hope to know you on the podcast or on the Zoom calls. I just, let's get real, guys. Let's do this. I'll see you next time. I hope you all enjoyed that episode. If you want to continue this journey with me, definitely be sure to head over to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe. I will be releasing episodes, like I mentioned, sometimes maybe two or three a week, sometimes I'll miss weeks altogether. So the best way to keep up to date is to subscribe and please leave a comment if you were moved by this. I didn't do this as well with Trip on this. I didn't really ask people, but truly it's ratings that actually help with searchability. And yeah, I could use your help, everyone. So if you enjoyed it, consider giving it uh, whatever rating that you felt it deserves and leaving a comment would be so helpful for me. Thank you so much. And if you are interested in these Zoom calls, in-person meetups, and any other updates around episodes and whatnot, head over to my website, lifewithcatwalsh.com and enter your email to subscribe. Thank you all so much again. This is Life with Cat Walsh.